It is radio. You can't depend on 102.9, 105.9 AM, 1310 News Talk, KZRG. It is uh, 743 now on the KZRG Morning News Watch. We are joined by Susan Pendergrass. Good morning to you, ma'am. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. So, Susan, she, Susan Pendergrass is from uh, the Show Me Institute. Lots of great insight about uh, some major political issues, especially um, when it comes to some of our Democratic candidates talking about wanting to do away with student debt, just eliminating it for everybody. How exactly would that work? Is this even a, a feasible you know, idea? That's a good question, how it would exactly work. Like, who picks the date? <laughs> you know what I mean? And and if you paid your loans off the month before and they picked June, then you pay them off in May. I mean, I, I don't think they know how it would work. I think that it's a headline grabber in a crowded uh, political campaign. And, um, you know, it sounds good. And it's unfortunate that I think a lot of people are starting to think it may happen, especially young people with student loan debt. But it's clearly a, a terrible policy idea. You don't just wipe the slate clean. Someone pays for it. We have a $1.5 trillion in student loan debt right now. Someone's going to pay for that. And if you just wipe it clean, regardless of how much they borrowed or how much income they have now or whether they were making their payments responsibly or not. That is just like a, a terrible approach to a, a, a real problem that we have. It is a crisis. It's super easy to borrow for college. Uh, people's borrowing isn't uh, connected all the time to what they expect to pay. You know, in the teacher strike season last year, I heard these teachers saying to the cameras, like, I have $110,000 in student loan debt and I only make $39,000 a year. Well, they should have maybe thought that through a little bit. I think all of us have a sense of how much teachers are paid. And so, you know, connecting the two things together, giving people longer time to repay, trying income sharing agreements where you pay a portion of your future income. There's all kinds of ways we could go at this student loan crisis, but one of the worst would be to simply forgive everybody and make it go away. I mean, I, but I totally agree with you on the fact that what people don't think about the fact of how much they're borrowing versus how much they're actually going to make in a career in the field that they're they're studying. That's right, and so, and I think you know a lot of people don't understand compound interest, and that if you if you pause your payments, which you're allowed to do, you'll keep gaining interest, and your balance is going to grow. There's a lot of things we could do to improve financial literacy, and you know I think they're working on doing that. Your FAFSA, FAFSA, uh, your student loan application. Now you have to sort of view this page that tells you how much your payments are going to be. But I just don't think that we have taught, you know, high school students enough about financial literacy, and that's a whole different topic. But so we could do that. And uh, now colleges are supposed to supply information on each major in terms of, like, where their uh, graduates got employed and how much money they're making. And so you could look at it and say, okay, I'm thinking about majoring in biology. What's my expected? What are people who majored in biology at this university now doing? What are they making? So you could be better informed there. But, again, there's lots of ways to go at this, you know, with smart ideas. But to just think that uh, Christmas is going to come and all of a sudden all your student loan debt is going to go away, which is really appealing to people with student loan debt, um, that is, that's just toying with people. You know, that's not a feasible policy solution. And um, I think, unfortunately, a lot of young people are starting to think that it could come to pass. I also think a lot of people don't understand how it's going to get paid for, which is through our tax dollars. Of course it is. Someone's going to pay the bill. Of course it is. So, you know, $1.5 trillion doesn't just uh, disappear into thin air. Someone has to pay that bill. And so it's going to require 
uh, additional taxes. And, um, of course, it's easy to say tax the wealthy, but uh, that's not the way it's going to work out. We're all taxpayers. And so um, it's, it's just... It's just like removing responsibility from one group of people and placing it on another group of people who had no part in the decision-making of the first group. So, you know, I think a lot of these ideas that make splashy headlines, they're about massively growing the government. And I don't think that, uh, you know, the individuals who are going to benefit are thinking about that. It's like, yeah, great, there goes my student loan debt, graduate schools paid for it. But, you know, and, and again, you know, we have to have the colleges and universities put some skin in the game, too, because that will probably encourage them or incentivize them to simply raise tuition then if the government's taking up the tab. Right. Exactly. And, um, exactly. And, you know, they, they could be doing more to um, get students out in four years. They could be doing more to um, make sure that students are responsible in how much they're borrowing. And, you know, the fact that, well, the government's picking up the tab, I don't care if they, you know, if they don't pass the classes and they drop out, that's not our problem. Well, it kind of is their problem. So we could be doing more to get the colleges and universities to have some skin in the game. But just, again, lots of ways that we could attack this problem. But the worst is simply saying it doesn't exist, we'll make it disappear. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm concerned about, you know, people that go out and spend $200,000 on an art history degree with no practical application for that whatsoever. There should be something that should stop them from borrowing money that there is no way that they could ever pay back with a career of their choice. Right, and I think of um, last year's teacher strikes where at least one person I saw on television who was in Arizona striking, and she said that, you know, on on $39,000 salary, she couldn't afford to pay off her $100,000-plus in student loan debt. And it's like... I think we all know that teaching is not going to be a high-income field. Right. Like, you need to think about that before you go into debt to the tune of six figures. Like, that was a choice that was made by that individual and not by all of us. And so I do think that we need to build in personal responsibility, university responsibility. There's ways that we could incentivize this in the correct way. But to simply wipe it clean, that creates an incentive for bad behavior. And that, I, I just, I, again, it's a good headline, but... It's not feasible, and it's toying with people, making them think maybe all their debt's going to go away. And I like the point that you said that just because someone's wealthy and they make, uh, you know, six- and seven-figure salaries, why should they be taxed more to pay for your college just because you couldn't afford it to begin with? Yeah, and you didn't make good choices. And so if you're if someone has been defrauded, and there's been some examples like ITT Tech where students were defrauded, that's a whole different situation. And if um, students are being well-served by their student loan uh, service providers, then we need to, you know, clean that up. But, but again, like, uh, we're smart. Uh, we have a lot of smart people who can figure these things out. And uh, the idea of just saying, we'll just make it go away, um, is, is, it's not helpful to the general public to even hear that as a policy solution. But it seems like there should be some kind of reform, you know, put caps on how much um, state universities can charge students, you know, things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ways to do that. And it's, you know, it's happening, too. Like, Indiana, uh, uh, Purdue has picked up Purdue Global. Arizona's got some innovative things going on with Arizona State where you don't pay for your first uh, two semesters unless you pass the classes and you decide retroactively that you're going to go forward. I mean, there's People, the marketplace is figuring this out. And when you let the market operate, then innovation happens and it gets figured out. But if you go in with a big, giant government solution of uh, removing everyone's pain, then the market won't work. We won't generate good ideas. So, you know, um, I'm going to get this wrong. Necessity is the mother of invention, right? Like, yeah. You need to let the marketplace 
Is that right? Generate good ideas rather than just make the problem disappear for the, you know, for everybody. I just, it just disappoints me when I hear things like that. Uh, get floated out loud. I, I hear you. This morning we were talking to uh, uh, Dr. Susan, Susan Pendergrass from the uh, Show Me Institute. We uh, thank you so much for uh, more information. Uh, where do we go? Showmeinstitute.org. All right. Always a lot of uh, great information there. Hey, uh, Susan, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thank you. You bet.